Welcome to the Chew Brewer Stew Podcast. Every other Sunday, we'll release an episode of the podcast featuring an interview with a business owner in the food industry. From restaurants, to breweries, to bakeries, and everything in between. We ask them about their journey and the process of becoming a successful business owner in hopes of helping others to do the same. I'm Mike Curtin, and the podcast starts now. Welcome to the Chew Brewer Stew Podcast. My name is Mike Curtin. If you haven't subscribed yet, please do so so you never miss another episode of the podcast. Don't forget to give us a follow on our social media accounts. All links to those and podcast platforms can be found on ChewBrewerStew.com. Thank you for joining us for episode number 16 of Chew Brewer Stew. Today I sit down with Dino Fanari, co-owner of Vitamin C Brewing Company in Weymouth, Massachusetts. Dino talks to us about the current coronavirus situation and how it affects his business and the positives and negatives of having four co-owners. So here it is, episode number 16. I hope you enjoy it. Hey guys, I'm Mike Curtin. This is Chew Brewer Stew, and today I'm here with Dino Fanari. Dino had been brewing wine and beer since the early 90s. After taking a hiatus, he decided to get back into home brewing in around 2011 with brewing buddies Peter Kiley, Joshua Sherman, Richard DeBona. After building enough buzz with their delicious homebrews, they decided to actually go for it with about three and a half years of obstacles, which included finding the perfect spot. They opened their doors around February 2019 in Weymouth, Massachusetts, to a warm welcoming of over a thousand customers. And a year later, Dino is here to talk with me about the business of his brewery. Dino, how are you? I'm pretty good, Mike. How are you doing today? I am fantastic. In light of everything going on in the world right now, I guess we're doing okay, right? Yeah, right. Thank God for that. Um, so yeah, like pretty much about that, like how, how are you dealing with that situation with your brewery right now and how are you staying afloat? What business are you actually getting done? So as I think you're, you're aware, our business was, um, primarily, uh, you know, everything went through the tap room. So, uh, I'd say probably about 40% of our business was, was through tap room pours, people coming and hanging out and grabbing a beer or two and, and then uh, the, the balance of that was uh, through on-site can sales. So we, we were able to kind of pivot pretty quickly. Um, and instead of kegging a good percentage of our beer, uh, we started just canning everything. Uh, and we were able to, um, to, to move the kegs that we did have uh, in stock, which was good. We, one of our distributors around the country reached out and just said, hey, um, if you have any, any kegs available – we have some bottle shops that, that are able to, to fill growlers and crawlers, and they'd love to take them. So we were able to do that, which was great. So we, we, we moved our inventory that we had. And um, and since then, we've just been, like I said, canning pretty much everything. Uh, we haven't slowed production down yet, which is good. Right. We've, um, we, we have a, our, our large production system, uh, which we can everything off of, and then we still do have our small pilot system. And we've just shifted the beers that we're producing on that. Instead of doing the hoppy beers that need to turn fast, we're we're still brewing a lot of things that uh, that we could sit on if we had to, you know, bigger right. stouts, things like that. Right, smart. Mm-hmm. So uh, the response has been great so far. Uh, we've been one of the lucky ones, I guess. Uh, people have been coming out, and we've been selling out of cans every weekend. That's great. That's awesome, man. Yeah, it's been great. About a month after you opened. Uh, Boston mm-hmm. Magazine did like a March Madness bracket of 64 breweries in the, yeah, New, yeah. In the New England area. And uh, you guys came out the victors. How was, uh, how was that feeling for you? 
That was funny. Uh, it, it was fun. I mean, for us, it's all it was was fun and and it was great publicity, which, you know, as a brand new business, uh, we'll take whatever we can get at that point. So of course. It was, uh, the, the, the deck was stacked against us, but we uh, we had a pretty big fan base and we, you know, we hyped it up and, and, and they came out for us. So we, oh, we didn't do it. We didn't do as well this year. Oh, no. Uh, so now we had uh, uh, we uh, we had had been so- Treehouse, our friend's Treehouse uh, in the finals last year. And uh and they they repaid us with a nice early exit this year, right? Uh, and we got clobbered. So I like Treehouse. Treehouse uh, is Treehouse is a great brewery, man. They really yeah, got got some great stuff. They're, they're incredible, and actually, they're, they're great people too. So yeah. So you you're one of four owners. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do you go about spreading out the responsibilities of the brewery? Are, are they like assigned responsibilities or like? How does, yeah, that, how does I mean, that all work? Yeah, I mean, we all we all kind of have our role. Um, uh, Pete and Josh do the uh, the majority of the brewing now. Um, they they have a kind of a shared thing there. Uh, Rich handles the the business aspect of it. Uh, I I deal a lot of the, with a lot of the marketing as as well as um, still involvement in recipes and uh, and the business side. So I kind of touch a little bit of everything. Um, but we, it just all kind of fell into place, and it's worked well for us. So, right. And as far as marketing goes, how do you how do you go about that? What do you, what is your plan I'm, for marketing? Uh, I mean, in, in this day and age, you know, social media is the, is the, is the best way. Um, right. I mean, it's free, right? And and it's just a matter of time. So it's a lot of time between the different platforms, you know, Facebook and Instagram and right uh, things like that. Do you do any paid forms yet, or are you just kind no, of going with the the whole no. social media thing? Yeah, no, we we uh, so far so good. This is it, it's you know in our industry, I think a lot of it's word of mouth and people talking about you online. So uh, right. both good and bad. So it's it's um, we haven't had to to you know we'll get approached by magazines sometimes, local magazines, and it's just I don't know we don't really get as much out of those um, as we do you know, through the power of social media and even festivals, really. We, we, we do a ton of those. Uh, right. We do a lot of collabs as well, which we find is, is, is good uh, good marketing. You know, yeah. We're learning a lot from, from our peers, and then also it, it opens you up to different markets where, you know, whoever that local brewery is in whatever market, now, now the word gets out about you out there too. Right. I think people love collabs too, especially if it's what two of their favorite breweries. They're like, oh, man, i got to try that now, you know. Oh yeah, and they're a lot of fun. I mean, it's it's right. it's it's not for everyone, and and it's not that we want to collab with just anyone. I mean, it's people that we're that we're friends with because we're on that same tour circuit, if you will, of going to festivals together and, and right. hanging out, and you, you you build bonds and you build friendships, and you say, all right, it gives us an opportunity to hang out for the day and and uh, you know give each other a hard time and, and have some laughs. Right. So back to you having you know four owners in your in your mind uh what are the positives and negatives of having multiple owners in a business uh well i mean you know obviously uh, positive i would say the uh, going back to when you when you want to start a business like that it helps to have uh the finances of, of more than one owner right right you can uh, kind of spread out the uh uh the bill if you will um so that's certainly a positive and and again i think it's you know uh, owning a business running a business uh something is especially as dynamic as say 
you know, a brewery, uh, there's just so much to, to do and so much to get done. So, uh, being able to spread that out is, is very helpful because it's, it's too much for one person. I mean, it's, it's, you know, it, it would cause burnout. Right. Um, so you know, I would say that's, that's a positive. And I think, you know, from a negative, if, if there is, uh, I would say, um, maybe having, having different, visions um and i think that's important for for people that are that are looking to open breweries with other partners right uh, i talk to people all the time you just want to make sure that 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 vision is the same uh that you both have the same idea of what's going on and what this can be and what you want it to be right uh, you don't want to you don't want to find it's like a marriage right you don't want to find out you know six months or a year or five years into a marriage that that uh, you know, well, wait a minute. We had two different ideas of what this was going to be. You know, so yeah, for sure. Uh, and th- that that can that could destroy a, a a business just like it could a, a a relationship. Of course. So how did you go about? You talk about capital and and splitting the bill, and it spread out mm-hmm. a little more. Um, yeah. How did you guys go about funding the brewery? So we um, we. We made a decision early that, you know, we would just scrape up whatever we could find, you know, lift all the cushions and look for the coins under there. And, and then whatever else we, we couldn't, uh, we couldn't come up with, we would go to a bank with, um, right. we didn't want to go to the investor route. Um, okay. we didn't want people coming in just, you know, saying, okay, here's money. And, and then six months down the road saying, well, where's our return? Or where's our money? Or, Right. And we didn't want the the rich guy coming in saying, "Oh, look at me! I just bought a brewery," you know, bringing his buddies in when there's no there's no passion or care for it. Um, that wasn't what we what, who we were. That that to, to us, we didn't want we didn't want that to kind of symbolize the the the, the product and, and the message that we had. So uh, we were able to. Um, we, we it was funny because you know the hardest part uh, at that stage of it was writing a business plan, and um, right. for us. You know, you talk to a bank, they kind of interview you and, and you know, you say, OK, we'll come back to us with a business plan if you didn't already have one, which we which we didn't at the time. We you know, we had a, a vision. We had an idea of what we wanted to do. Right. So we we um, we wrote a business plan and then the first you know went through the whole presentation for the first bank and they were like, yeah, well, it's not really a good fit. And we kind of had a hint right out of the gate because they weren't really dealing with startups anyway. Okay. But it was a good experience and it, and it got off got us off our asses to, to actually get that business plan done. So they, uh, so it was kind of an awkward call. Um, but at the end of it, they were like, well, you know, it's, again, it's not a good fit, but we do know somebody that's a, like a friendly competitor, another bank, um, that, that does deal with startups and does deal with, uh, with breweries. So, uh, we'll put you in touch with them. And we did, and we had a, a much better call, with that bank, uh, the second bank and, and pretty much after, you know, the 20 minute introduction call, it was like, yeah, this, this is a good fit. Let's, let's do it. So, awesome. uh, and they were great. That was United community bank. They're out down in the Carolinas and down in, uh, Charlotte area. And they're, they're, they're great. Right. They've been, they've been great to us. So we, uh, we thank them a lot for giving us the opportunity. Yeah. It seemed to work out for you so far. Yeah. So far. Fingers crossed. Keep it going. Uh, you, you say like the uh, the partnership is almost like a like a marriage. How do you go about balancing family and and work, being a business owner? Is it? Boy, a, I think it, my my wife would probably give you a different uh, a different uh, 
story, but uh, it, it's tough. It really is, especially with a startup, right? Right. Because you're you're just putting hours and hours and hours and hours in, and even when you're home, you're still there's always something that that I'm working on. Of course. Um. So it's it's tough. Um. You know that there there really is no balance. Um. Initially, and you you hope that your your significant other understands that. Right. Because um, really, they're they're in that. They're, they've signed up for what you're what you're doing as well, um, and I can say in the case of my wife that having her support has been amazing because it's it's something that I don't have to worry about. I, I know that she gets it. I know that she understands. Um, and now a year or so in, you know, I'm able to kind of throttle it back a little bit in the sense that I don't need to be there every minute of every day. Right. Um, and we have, you know, we've got. We have little ones at home. We've got a newborn, so it's oh, it's you congratulations. Know, right now, what's that? Congratulations. Thank you very much. Thank you. So we um, we you know that there's there's a there's a huge huge burden on her right now, and then again right. with everything going on in the world right now, it's it's very difficult for us to get any any family support, um, which we have relied on a lot. Right. right. Um, you know, with the last the, the the first two kids, so. Um, so she's great. Uh, I know I probably push it with her sometimes, um, but, um, but it, we hope that it'll all be worth it. Right. Yeah. Um, so what do you think is one of the hardest adjustments you had to make with becoming an owner? Oh boy. Well, I, I think I, again, I think the biggest thing is, is, you know, we, we all still have, full-time jobs too so really to add another yeah to add another um task into the mix and and you know now you're you're you've got a, a, a job and oh we all have families too so you've got a full-time right. job you've got a full-time family right. and now here you are opening a business i mean there's no there's no time for fun you know there's no time for the hobbies and things that that we all have and would love to spend time doing i mean you just can't do it right um, you know your it, hobby, your hobby you becomes to, your fun. You have to exactly. You have to. You have to make sacrifices there. So right. Um, that's been the. That's been the, the the biggest thing. What's something you never thought you would have to deal with in this industry? Um. I, you know, it, it's funny. Um, I, what's interesting to me sometimes is how mean people can be how nasty they can be right um it's an amazing industry and it's everyone helps each other out so much you know different breweries uh and i don't understand why there's certain people out there that feel like well you know i like this brewery so i can't like that brewery i mean right. to me, that's just it just makes zero sense at all i mean i'm i'm old right. i remember before you know the the first big craft beer brew boom in the in the early 90s and and one of them wouldn't call it the first, but right. the big craft beer boom in the early nineties. And it was like, you know, you didn't have the choices that you have now. I mean, the fact no, that we absolutely have not. so many amazing breweries, I mean, for, in us, for us in like a 90 mile radius, I mean, we've got some of the best in the world and it's like, embrace that, enjoy them all, support them all. So what do you think, what qualities do you possess that make you a great business owner? I, I don't think I'm a great business owner. So, <laughs> so how about a, how about a good how about a good business owner? I, I, I'm learning on the fly. Believe me. I mean, right. managing people is very very tough. 
because there's a there's a fine line where you you know you're you're friends with people and and we've been very selective on the people that we brought in right but sometimes you have to have those hard discussions with people and it's not easy um i think i have a a, a good knack for for branding and marketing um i i think my work ethic is such that that i don't shut down uh, and that can be a bad thing because again there is no there is no balance Right. Um, I'm, I'm in bed at two o'clock in the morning and a thought will come to my head while I'm asleep and I'll wake up and next thing you know, I'm writing a note down and whether it's, right. a, you know, a hop combination that I want to do or a new label yeah. or that could be, or, that could be a great, I mean, I feel like that's a great thing in, in my mind anyway, cause I'm the same way. So <laughs> yeah, I, it's, 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 you know, again, I, I, I think that, <laughs> I mean, I, I, you know, let's see where I'm at in five years, you yeah. know, like, uh, right. Have I will I have burnt out by then? I don't know. You know, so right. we'll see. We'll see where it goes. So you talk about you know learning as you go. What do you think is the biggest lesson you've learned so far? We're we're very very harsh critics of our own product. Right. Uh, I've always felt, and I think the team feels that you know we always want to make our product better. Uh, we don't want to just rest on what we have, and it's great that people come out and and love the product. Uh, and they keep coming back, and I guess that's a telltale sign. You start seeing those same people every week. Yeah, right. um, you must be doing something right. But um, you know, we still we, we always want to make it better. You know, we always want to improve. We don't want to get stagnant. Um, but I guess there's a, a point where you, maybe you need to just kind of step back a little bit and say, all right, you know what, you're doing you're doing a good job. You know, like it's good. You know, um, right. but we always want it to be great and greater. So. Um, I would say that that we probably, you know, we're a little harsher on, on ourselves. That's not a bad thing. I mean, like I said, I'm I'm that way as well. I'm not my my own worst critic. So mm-hmm. I feel like sometimes it's a it's a good thing. It also, it could be a bad thing. Cause right. It could delay a lot, you know. Um, as far as you, I know you say your mind's always going, and uh, it. How important is a mental break for you, and have you been able to take that in the past year since you opened? Uh, <laughs> I'm going to say a mental break is probably very, very important, and I have not been able to take one, but I've, I mean, I'm the type of person, and my wife will tell you this, that, you know, we were on our honeymoon in 2014, and we were in Italy for two weeks and I worked every single day with the exception of like one or two days where I couldn't get Wi-Fi. So, um, it's just, it's, it's unfortunately, I guess in my human nature. Um, and again, hopefully it doesn't lead to an early burnout, but, um, but it's, it's, I suggest if you have the ability to, to, to take a mental break, by all means do it. Uh, I see some of my peers that, that have been at this now for you know four or five six years and they're starting to branch out and, and, and enjoy themselves a little bit which is good so hopefully there's that that's in the cards for us as well so right so what do you think brings people to your brewery like that, that first day i know you know you had over i think it was like 1100 people show up what yeah. do you what do you think draws people to your brewery uh, I think it's a few things, but I think a sense of community. I think I think there's a that people people were were 
they were like rooting for us for so long and for them to finally have that opportunity to see their support like pay off and, and right. actually have a place to go and, and to try these beers that, that they had seen photos of and and you know maybe they had been able to been able to, to, to try a sample here and there um, you know it, it's it's a it's a we made a warm inviting place where where a lot of people can come and hang out and, and we see so many people that have met there and, and now they're they've become friends and, and it's right and it's just it's carried on it's 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 a uh, it's an important thing. And I think that, you know, again, at the end of the day, I think the product has to be good. Um, and I think that, that, that customer experience is, is you want people to, to leave there and say, you know, when they're talking to their friends, like, Oh, I went to a brewery and you got to come check it out. You know, let me bring you there. And then yeah. we see that happen a lot too. So For you sure. want them to leave there and want to come back. I mean, you can get anybody to go there once, but right. to, to get them to keep coming back and telling, you know, <clears throat> to, 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 to market your, your brewery, more than you do. I mean, that's, that's yeah, for sure. What's better than that, right? What's better than that? So far in the past year, have you had to discard any, uh, any beers that you've made or any, uh, situ- no, any situations? No, I mean, like- you know, we, we had, we, we've been lucky, um, on our big production system. Right. We, um, we've been pretty lucky. Uh, you know, in the past we've, yeah, sure. We've had, you know, some small batches where it's like, wasn't what we wanted it to be. It didn't turn out that the way we wanted it to be or something may have happened. We've got an off flavor and we're like, well, we can't put it out, you know? Like, yeah. Right. It's not a fun day when we do it, but we hope we learn from it and can are able to identify what, what happened so that way we don't do it again or that way we're able to prevent it in the future. And, uh, what do you think has been one of the, the biggest changes for you over the last year? Maybe a sense of maturity as okay. a business owner. Okay. Just, you know, realizing how serious it is and not that I ever took it for granted, but, you know, we, we uh, with everything going on right now, we've been fortunate to be able to keep everyone working. And I know there's so many of our friends and other aspects of the hospitality industry that have not been able to do that. Right. And, you know, we see them struggling now and, you know, I, I look at this business as a lot of people. It's, it's it's those people that all show up and 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 have really made it their own. And, and right. we want to make sure that we're always doing the right thing for them and that we're always able to care for them. Right. That's pretty awesome that you're able to uh, keep everybody in point at the moment. That's that's pretty impressive. It's, it's unreal. And that just goes to show you the, the, the both the local and the beer community, how supportive they are. And they really, you know, right. they're out there ringing the bell for us. So it's great. Yeah, it's, it's a beautiful thing. Um, how do you how do you define success? I know there's been a couple of big moments for you, but is there a defining moment for you that kind of stands out? I guess being a dad. That's probably the most important thing to me. It's the best job I ever had. Uh-huh. And awesome. I didn't know it was. I, I never knew it was going to be in the cards for me. I mean, right. I had my first child in like mid forties and you, you meet that, that baby for the first time. It's like you swallowed a bowling ball. Right. right. It's, uh, it's, it's not, there's no way else to describe it. Um, to me, that's what success is. Businesses come and go and, you know, as great as the brewery is, I would give it all up in a second for my family if I had to. So, that's, um, that's a and I think everybody that thing. knows me and, you know, the customers that come in, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty open book. Right. Um, you know, I'm not shy about, about my my family and i don't you know 
I, I put it out there right. uh, for good or for or for bad. But I think people understand that because there's we have a lot of people that will come in and just will ask me about the kids or I saw this photo or I saw that photo and you know it, it, I'm proud of my family. It's uh, it's really that's there's nothing else like it and there's 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 nothing else that's more important than that. That's great. That's a beautiful answer, man. I, I love it. Oh, somebody came to you and asked you for advice for opening up their own brewery. What advice would you give them? Uh, it's funny. I, I, I actually am speaking to quite a few people right now um, at various times about that. The, bu- like, the bug is real. The bug is very real. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> listen, hey, I, I, I want them to, to, you know, we were fortunate. Like, that's the only way I know how to pay it forward for all the folks that, that helped us out uh, right. in the industry. Um that we got so much help and still to this day, we continue to get so much help um, from both local breweries and from breweries around the country. Um, right. And it's, it's been amazing. So um, I, t- I, I tell people, please like, while it's still fresh in my mind before it, you know, completely gets fried, like ask away, you know? Yeah. Right. Um, I guess the most important thing is to have a very, very strong business agreement. If you have partners, okay. Um, have a very strong business plan, have a realistic business plan. I tell people that if you're going to do it, make sure you can afford to do it with a sizable enough system that you're going to make your a, a return on your your investment that you've made. Um, you don't want to be spinning your wheels for years. It's just not, you know, why bother at that point? Yeah, doesn't make sense. Uh, and, and really the most important thing is just to make sure that you're putting out the best product that you can possibly put out. And when you think it's that, then use that as the baseline and make it better. And always do that, because um, again, at the end of the day, you know, you're the shiny new penny for only so long, and you need to consistently, you know, reinvent yourself and consistently make better product to keep people in those doors. Of course. So, did you happen to have a, uh, a funny story for us? Uh, no, you know, it's funny. I was thinking about that, but I'm probably the craziest thing that I think that we've had happen. Um, is we had someone that was giving us a hard time online and we see that stuff. I mean, people send it to us all the time and like, right. Oh, did you hear what this one said? And that one said, and it is what it is, right? It comes with the, we'll take it. Good, good publicity and bad publicity is still publicity. Of so. course. Yeah. But we had someone that was just drilling away on us in some form or something. And, and we took note of it. Just, you know, we, we laugh about it internally. And, um, and then, like, that next day we were open, and, and this guy's standing in line, and he's, like, wearing a disguise. Like, you know, <laughs> like one of the, uh, almost like one of those, the, the glasses with, like, the fake mustache and nose on it, you know? And it's like, like really? Like, I don't know you, if hate us that mu- you hate us that much, but here you are the next day standing in line for an hour and a half yeah, to right. get our beer, and it's like, come on. And we called him out on it, you know, and it was funny, but it's like, come <laughs> on, man. You know, like, it's just beer, like. Seriously, like it doesn't have to be that serious. Right. I I don't know if you're a baseball fan at all. Are you? Uh, well, <laughs> it's kind of tough up here to be uh, lately, but yeah, I mean, I grew up grew up as a baseball fan. Sure. I mean, you guys had a, a very good run in the. Uh, sure, we did. Yeah. yeah. It only took eighty years, but yeah, yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. But uh, Bobby Bobby Valentine from the Mets did the same thing. He got thrown out of the game and he came back into the dugout wearing a mustache yep. and glasses. Oh yeah, that's exactly what it was. It was like a Bobby Valentine moment. Oh, that's hilarious! It's just you know the people are funny, man. But it's great. I mean, there there is there 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 is so many different characters that you see. Right. And 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 we wouldn't change anything, you know. Right. 
so we, we know we're not for everybody. We know we're not the brewery for everybody. We know not everybody's going to love our product. And, you know, but a lot of people do do love it. A lot it of and people do. Hopefully, people you know, do. that continues, man. Continues success. Um, That's what we hope so. Uh, so I have five questions for you. It's a little segment called Quick Fire Five. Okay. Just five quick questions, one to two word answer. You ready? Sure. Okay. Uh-oh. All right. One of the vitamin C beers that you would recommend someone try? Just another t-shirt shop. All right. Favorite brewery other than yours? Oh, that's a tough one. You're going to get me in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. Favorite brewery? Uh, Allagash. Allagash. Okay. Favorite style of beer? Favorite style of beer? IPA. IPA. Okay. Uh, Barrel-aged, imperial, or both? I'd say both. Both? My man. My man. All right. And the uh, last beer that you drank that blew you away, that you had had to recommend to somebody? Uh, I'll tell you what. It's going to sound crazy, but we were at a festival down in uh, D.C., Snallygaster, that the NRG restaurant group puts on, which is amazing. If you've never been, I suggest experiencing it at some point in your life. Yeah. And I went, you know, at these festivals, like we had a little bit of time to walk around. So, uh, I stopped by great notions booth and they had a session beer that, um, was like 5%, but it had, it, it was like so full bodied. It was like, I was blown away by it. I know it's going to sound crazy because it was a session beer, right? right. It's not the, you know, the, hey. not the, uh, the boilerplate answer you're going to get. But right. I was just, I was just like amazed that this beer could have that much body to it. So I keep peppering them now, asking, trying to get hints on how they did it, but they've been helpful so far. Right. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, yeah, man. I mean, I don't think it has to be, uh, you know, a super yeah. high alcohol beer or, you know, no, no, no. It's that's perfect. All right. Well, Dino, thank you very much. Thanks, Mike. I appreciate appreciate you uh, having us on. Yeah, appreciate you uh, taking the time out of your day. Um, No problem at all. Now I I get to go back home and get uh, shot at by Nerf guns. Yeah. You know. That sounds like fun. I'm not going (laughs) to lie. I can't can't wait. can't wait. Hey guys, so that was the podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you're able to take something away from that interview as you will with every interview. Special thanks again goes out to Dino Fenari of Vitamin C Brewing Company in Weymouth, Massachusetts. If you're practicing social distancing right now and you're in the Weymouth, Massachusetts area, head over to Vitamin C Brewing Company and pick up some of their delicious beers. I'm sure you'll be happy you did. Every other Sunday I'll be posting a new episode, so stay tuned and like I said, subscribe, and you'll never miss another episode. Don't forget to follow us on our social media accounts. Also, if there's something you're curious about knowing from the owners, then I want to ask it. You can email me directly at ChewBrewerStew.com. Once again, I'm Mike Curtin for Chew Brewer Stew. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great day.